When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what you need to know brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And we were talking about Coachella earlier. I mean, if you're heading out to Coachella, you might want to stop by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Yeah. All right. I'm outside 90 minutes. Do I get a room for free? I don't know if that's you the case. You got money it's, to pay for this. I'm just checking. <laughs> no, it's not like the old days where you would call Domino's, and if right. they didn't have the pizza there in 30 minutes, you might get See? it for free. This is a different story. Cap knows where I'm going. There I you go. do. I do indeed. <laughs> All right, unique. <laughs> All right. Um, I actually want to say something about Morongo. They have Brian McKnight playing Ooh. like in like a week or two. Ooh, yeah, uh, I don't know McKnight. whose account that is, but uh, we need to figure that out. <laughs> Your girl wants to go see Brian McKnight. <laughs> I love Brian McKnight. I've seen him live, and he is amazing. I met him. Uh, he came on the Best Damn Sports Show. Oh, nice. And he, was, he didn't look real to me, and I wanted to punch him. What? Because that's just not fair. Because he could just like steal your girl, that type. I of, mean, that's yeah. that's his that. Yeah, I wanted to punch yeah. him. He looks just good and can sing. Preemptive, yes, right. preemptive punch. Yes, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, we know. Why did you do that? I was afraid you might steal my girl. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So good-looking men are just not able to be around. He you? said, "Do you want tickets to the show?" I said, "Blank, no." <laughs> okay, well. We will talk about that after what you need to know. So what you need to know, I wanted to give a big shout out to Norwalk High School students, okay, for doing something really cool. So they actually uh, carried a tradition. They raised $12,000 for charities. I guess it's like, is it, it, oh my God, I can't speak. It's an ongoing tradition in that high school. And I was like, yo, that's super cool because especially high school students, they're very um, selfish <laughs> for the most part. They think about themselves and not others. So them being able to raise $12,000 to kind of donate and spread through other charities, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. How are they doing it, man? Bake sales, car washes? What are we talking about here? Um, So I guess it's like it's through – it says opening their wallet. So it might just be them, you know, donating here and there. Wow. Um, so that's pretty cool. Was high school yeah. hard for you, Cap? I loved high school. Me too. Tenth year in a row they did this. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I loved high school. And by, and those were the things that we did back in the day. You know, like like the cheerleading squad would have a, a car wash. They'd stand on the corner of the street and they'd be like, yo, come over here. We're going to wash your car. Right. Like, okay, mm, let's yeah, do it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I feel like for us, I, hmm, I'm trying to think about my high school. And as much as I feel like, it's, you know, when you're in the moment, I was like, man, I'm so involved in my high school. Yeah. But then I leave high school and I'm like, what the hell did I really do? <laughs> like, I wasn't involved at all. Like, I had fun. I'm not sure if it would have been as much fun if we had social media back then. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, different. It, it's different yeah. now. Yeah, it's hard. Harder. All right, DeMarco, yeah. other than football. What were you involved in in high school? Uh, <laughs> I cannot tell uh, yeah, a lie. I, gonna... <laughs> okay. right, I want to hear this. So, <laughs> got a lot of interest. Um, I was also VP of the Dungeons and Dragons Club. Hey, hey, hey. Wow. I was yeah. not you, thinking that would be it. Yes. You were the VP of the Dungeons and Dragons Club. Is that because you were like, hey, look, I just think president's unattainable. 
I, I mean, I'd rather be the VP. I'm VP of the Dungeons and Dragons. Club. Pretty you much be the president. I didn't want to be president. Uh, too much work. I'll be your VP. I'll support you. But yes, we used to uh, we used to play in the forensics room um, down at our high school. This little private area that we had at lunchtime. So yeah. Okay, so football, VP of the Dungeons and Dragons Club. Is there anything else on the high school resume? Uh, feast was we cooked. So mm. it was the cooking program. Did that. Mm-hmm. Played mm-hmm. soccer, football, um, and, yeah, just normal <laughs> normal high school crazy stuff like that. Yeah. You? I love it. Yeah, I was um, – this probably won't shock you. Um, first of all, I had the cleanest uniform on the football team, of course. Of course. You know, I'm the kicker. Yeah. Don't touch me. Okay? Right. I got a nice, clean uniform. Um, so, yeah, played football. Uh, captain of the debate team. How's that sound? No way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I can hear that. Yeah. Um, president of the student body. Nice. Yeah. You actually went wow. into government, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, the thing was is I didn't have good grades. So by having all these extracurricular activities, I was making myself attractive to get into schools, even though I wasn't really good in school. Ah, okay. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw the Breakfast Club, right? I did, of course. I, I, I had too much Bender in me, so. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for that, for that stuff, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Wow, you did student government. It's crazy. Listen, I'll tell you, my kids. I, you talk about being involved in school. Like my daughters in school, I'm like, I don't even know how these girls do it. My my 15 year old track team, basketball team, field hockey team. Now they call it ASB student government. Wow. She created something called the Mental Health Club that she. That's I'm awesome. like, how the heck do these kids do all this stuff? great parenting i would assume yeah i would i would love to assume that but uh yeah i was on the conflict management team i forgot about that yeah yeah so you know we had dudes that wanted to duke it out and instead of going to the administrator we had our own little student court so i was a part of that we would try to talk things out before it came too violent or whatever so wow but never student government yeah that's impressive Mm. yeah laura any any anything on the resume so it's funny because like i said i I always thought i was really involved so i played like summer sports like volleyball basketball and i think i played softball at school but i'm not sure because i used to play outside but never really anything official and then i was like in clubs like i was big on mecha like i was you know i love that because it kind of taught me about my culture what's it called mecha What's Mecha? Dude, I don't even know what it stands for anymore. <laughs> Mexican something, Chicano something. Oh, I'm, okay. Do not come at me, okay? I already know the Twitter world's going to be like, you don't remember My what bad. Mecha was? <laughs> like, okay, no, I don't. Okay, I don't remember. Okay, but it was pretty much like a, a place for Chicano students to kind of learn about their culture. And for me, it was, it was big because I didn't really grow up feeling okay with being that. Um, and we were involved in a lot of, like, protests and a lot of activism stuff. So that's kind of what I was involved in. And then I got into the student outreach program because my professor, my professor, one of my teachers, my senior year, everybody said, if you get into the student outreach, you will be guaranteed an A in his class. If you don't, he's going to hate you. Don't hate. Celebrate. Everybody. And I know there's people from my high school that listen, Mr. Terry. Okay. Terry's class economics. You had to be in that in that uh, group. And I got an A. I hardly nice. went to class. I never really did nothing, <laughs> but I got an A. So that's the only thing I was in. Nice. Yeah. See, A's are important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not what you know. Funchy? <laughs> yeah, Funchy, uh, what'd you, what's on the high school resume, dog? Uh, uh, if, it, if it involved, like, you know, ditching class and, you know, trying to hang out with the cool kids and, you know, stuff like that, that was that was me. I didn't really have any clubs or anything. You know what? I was a member of Key Club. 
Is that but, singing? Oh. No, key. I don't know what it was. Key club? I thought that was singing. I, no, it's no. not key club. Not, not, not mixing glee, glee club. Not, not glee club. I thought oh. key club was singing. I, I don't key know. Club I think was it had. Singing. I think it had something to do with the environment or something. But it was oh. just a lot of chicks in that. Sounds like club. you were really involved. Man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of chicks in that in that in that club. Chicks. So yeah, yeah. He started out with cutting class. So yeah, man. Yeah, that is hilarious. Wow. There you go. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, DeMarco, I said that I don't know that I could do what Al Pacino is doing, and I'm a huge fan of his. Have you heard about what's going on with him, with Al Pacino? Uh, what, he, new role, new movie, what? I'm dying. I love, I love Al Pacino. If he's so on TV, I'm watching. All right. Uh, Even so- the bad movies. Funchy, can you uh, can you update everybody on on the story okay. that is making okay, news so about Al Pacino? This is according to Page Six, which is a very reliable source. Um, <laughs> Al Pacino, eighty one, is dating a woman that is twenty eight years old. Nasty. Now his, her name is Nasty. Noor. I'm, I'm probably going to butcher her name, but her name is Noor Afala, Afala or whatever. Oh, we'll just we'll just say Noor. Wow. Okay, so Noor has a a type. Per se, she dated Mick Jagger before. Old dudes, yes. Okay. Mick, ja- Mick Jagger and she dated Clint Eastwood, like recently. Like recently, yes. Oh, she so likes old dudes. Okay, rich, rich old dudes. Why is she that- got to be a gold digger? <laughs> she has a type. She has see? a type. She has a type. Maybe she really fair. has something. Maybe she has in common with, something mm. in common with these Didn't guys. Didn't you I don't just know. jump on Cap for saying something about <laughs> fat? Right, I know. See? I said, I said, I said, all I said was Zion might eat himself out of the NBA. That's she- mean. <laughs> this isn't. <laughs> okay, here's my thing with that because I know women are going to come at me, whatever, whatever. Look, you can like older dudes. I typically used to date older dudes, but I want to know if she dates older dudes without money. Now, did you if date she date older dudes without money, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, okay, first of all, did you pay? But, did you pay for anything? No, yes, dude. Yes, I pay for my own stuff. Yeah, I don't gotta, t- no, sorry, I don't care. Eh, wow. I don't care with you because eh, you don't know me like that. But eh. my thing is, first of all, I wasn't dating dudes that are like 40 years older than me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, in this it was case, like we're talking five, like 60 years. I know, that's it, what that's I'm saying. Like, wrong. five, like five, six, that's older to me, like five, six. You know, I think that. Oldest guy that I dated, I was 19 and he was 29. Okay. Right, so, like, you so, know what so, I'm saying? But, so, yeah. DeMarco, let me ask you this question. You ready? Yeah. Um, let's say you were single today. Okay. Just hypothetical. Let's just play it out for a minute. You're single. How old are you exactly? Can you tell I'll us? I'll be 51 soon. Okay. All right. So, you're a 50-year-old guy. Yep. You're hypothetically single. Would you date a girl who's 21? No. 25? No. Well, 30? What, well, I mean... Maybe, but no, I, I I wouldn't be looking for someone that mm-hmm. young. Okay. Because you know why? What? You don't know why? No, I'm. Oh, will you stop? <laughs> what was that? Sinbad. Sinbad was talking about this once. Older guys, you <laughs> you need to be looking for when you're an older guy, looking for a woman that can recognize signs of stroke. <laughs> 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 she doesn't want you. She wants your house. <laughs> I mean, listen, 81 for Al Pacino, and the girl he's dating is 28. God bless him. Hey, what? listen, for him, it's a score. For her, I mean, this is what happens. Everybody just score. assumes you're a gold digger, right? What do you think they talk about? Uh, current topics. Right, like Ukraine. Wait, you mean they can't talk? 
to each other? I mean, I don't think they have much in common. Turn on the TV. I'm sure there's plenty to talk about. Bunch, let's, okay, on the real, real, real. Like, for me, I... Can she potentially really just like those type of guys that are way older than her? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. But, see, he knows what I'm talking about. But my thing is, I would love to see this girl with a regular dude, regular dude that has a job, whatever, but isn't worth millions of dollars that looks like them. And I guarantee you, she's not going to do it. That's why I'm calling her a gold digger. I think every guy out there hears Al Pacino's 81 and he's dating a woman who's 28. They're like, yeah, Al. Way to go, Al. Of course. You know? right. But, bruh, if you 81, you ain't going to get that score because you ain't got Al Pacino money. That's what Damn I'm saying. Do my love. See the weird thing is the weird thing is is when you when you have daughters okay yeah when the weird thing is when you have daughters that are like now twenty twenty one yeah like I I look at these girls and instead of thinking like wow they're smoking out like ten years ago if I look at a twenty one year old girl then wow now I'm like yeah they just look like children to me right I know like that's my daughter's age you feel like yeah yeah I got you I met a guy like that at a party recently at, at a kid's party his date was like two years older than my daughter and we are the same age oh my the conversation he didn't know it but in my head the conversation ended i was done i was looking for the door yeah it just it's weird now but i mean if you're single and you know you got the energy then so be it but you just can't call somebody a gold digger because of who they date that could be her type that's That's true yeah that's not fair Mm -hmm. you don't know her i I do not i have a buddy of mine who is who is 52 years old and he married a girl who was like 26 years old. So tw- he was twice her age. And every time he showed up with her, we'd be like, oh, hey, look, you brought your daughter. Isn't that lovely? That's wonderful. Isn't that nice? And then when they actually got married and had a kid together, we all just called him um, like Tony Randall um, <laughs> or, uh, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. What was the guy's name? He was a famous talk show host. Who, Larry King. Larry King. Right. Yeah, like, yes. like he would show up. We'd be like, yo, what's up, Larry King? You know, because here and now he's 55, she's 30, and they got a little baby together, and we're just all teasing the guy. Shouldn't we tip the cap to those guys, though, when we see him? I mean, probably so. congratulations, you know? I I must admit, my father has a 23-year, you know, 20 years older than my mom. Your father's my, 20 years older than your, your Yeah, mom. 23 years older 23. than 23. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so he did it right. So I can't wow. say anything about him. Interesting. I'm going to talk more about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stick around. Coming up, uh, DeMarco's in the house. I mentioned it right at the top of the show. You know, we haven't seen DeMarco since the Super Bowl, since the Rams won the Super Bowl. But you know what? Uh, we talk so much basketball around here, and even now we're talking a whole lot of baseball around here. We've got DeMarco as much as things have changed on the field with the Rams, a lot has changed behind the scenes with the Rams. I want to get to Marco's analysis of what has happened so far during the Rams offseason. That is next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right. 
Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN on a Friday evening going into the weekend. DeMarco Farr, the Super Bowl champion, is in for Sedano. We'll have the Holmish Bucha back together again on Monday, although Lynn's on vacation and Funch filling in. Doing a great job so far, Funch. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Nice what did working. you just say the whole what together again? The Holmish Bucha. Say that slower. Mish Bucha. What does that mean? Is like a Jewish term? That is Yiddish for family. Family. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Can you spell that for me? Not really. Not really. Can, <laughs> not really. Like, nah, negative, <laughs> negative. Nah, not nah, nah, really. Nah. I can chucha for you. I can chuch. You got to okay. put the chuch in there. You want to try it? Give the, it a shot. No, no, no. I will not try that. But I, yes. Mishbucha. One more time. Mishbucha. Mishbucha. Right, right. Mishbucha. Bucha. You got to have the chuch. You got to have the chuch. Okay. Right. Got it. Mishbucha. The family. Yeah, because this, like, this is a whole weekend, too, by the way. I mean, tonight is the start of Passover. You know, tonight and tomorrow night, and then Sunday is Easter. So for me, DeMarco, I'm going to go from being a good Jewish man, I'm going to have matzo balls on Saturday night, and I'm going to have honey-baked ham on Sunday. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like so, it. You know, I had to you're apologize. You're world. Yeah, I had to apologize to my rabbi in advance, but you're, that's what's going down. You're Elon Musk without the money. Uh, sort of, kind of, and without <laughs> without trying to buy Twitter, I guess. Did you see that this week? I did. What do you think about I'm that? I'm scared to death. Of? Of Elon Musk buying Twitter. <laughs> I know, but, but I'm trying to decide. Like, I, I, It's such a weird thing to think that a guy is talking about buying a company for $43 billion, and it's not because he's passionate necessarily about the platform that they've built. He seems to be more about free speech which for him means i want to be able to talk about stock prices and negotiate or, or manipulate rather how these things because that's what he's that's where he's gotten himself into trouble on twitter what was the quote he said uh he wants to maximize twitter or whatever um it should be so much more in his eyes i'm like what wh how do you see this thing going what do you want to do with it that's yeah. that's and he owns nine percent Right. And I just look at him and I think, OK, so you came up with the Tesla. Great idea. Hey, you've traveled into space. Nice work. But you're going to own a social media platform and do what with it? That's what I want to know. Yeah. You know, I mean, so far, he's more like Tony Stark. But, you know. One thing goes wrong and he's a supervillain. Do you ever feel like he's going to buy like a sports team one day? You know, I keep hearing that about Bezos and him. That I don't about some Bezos, point, but I don't hear it about him. But I feel like one day he might buy a team because he's bored and has a lot of money. What Dude, sport do you think he'd buy into? I think he's more basketball. I think mm -hmm. basketball, yeah, something mm -hmm. basketball. Yeah. But you, if he's bored and just has money to give, I mean, I can send you in my Venmo, Cash App, whatever is out. <laughs> <laughs> like, pop it over here. No, wait, know? didn't we just talk about gold diggers? Oh. Didn't we just talk wow. about that? I'm just saying. I'm not sleeping with right, dude, though. That's right between the breaks. No, it's not. <laughs> because I'm not sleeping with the dude. I don't want to date the dude. Wow. If he's just going to give out the money, then give it to us. Damn. Very different, Far. Very different. That's very far out, Far. Very different. Wow. But you know you what? Far. But you know what? what? You know what? Far? What? I'm going to call you Far now. Because oh, you ain't the Marco no more. Okay? That was good, though. You did get me. Yeah, he left you far behind. Wow. Slap me right across the face. Slap me like bam, 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 wow. you know? I can't see him in football. Woo. I can't. Not football. No, but basketball, I basketball. Yes. Yeah. Basketball I could see. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he should buy the Lakers. 
Uh, really? Are they? They're not for sale, are they? No, but you know, listen. No. If he's worth two hundred something billion, yeah. I mean, Twitter to, doesn't want to be bought. You, you but, know, you know, like Ted DiBiase says, everybody got a price. Yeah, right? yeah. Twitter doesn't want to be sold, right? No, it's a hostile takeover. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I wonder. Take over the Commanders. How about that? Well, that, that's not that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Go ahead. There you go. There's a team for you. Could you imagine if you had two hundred plus billion dollars? You're trying to buy Twitter. Twitter for forty three billion dollars. Wow. If I told you tomorrow that Elon Musk was going to try and buy the the Lakers, how much do you think he would buy the Lakers for? Just take a guess. Uh, what are they worth? Well, bill, four billion. Or okay, that- four, right. I think that's a I think that's a solid number because when Steve Ballmer bought the Clippers, he paid $2 billion for the Clippers. He walked through the door and said, look, I know they're probably really only like 1.3 or 1.4 on a Forbes list somewhere, but I'll write a check for $2 billion right now. Let's close this thing out. Let's do a deal. Um, so he overpaid, and that's when sports teams and, and, and sports franchises, the values of all of them, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, you name it, hockey, they all went through the roof. But if you're Elon Musk and you're willing to pay $43 billion for Twitter, Five billion for the Lakers? Hey, no problem. In a heartbeat, yes. Yeah, Change. FYI, uh, Forbes has the Lakers at five point five billion. Wow. Okay, so, so <laughs> buy them, buy them for. Eight. You said eight right from the beginning, Demarco. Yeah. yeah. See, I would love to have that much money to where I could buy the Lakers if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wouldn't you? Oh, dude, especially with the disappointment of what happened this year, and then the piling on by the media about the internal dysfunction that we don't really see, but we see what manifests on the floor. But then you start to hear these stories. Like, DeMarco, I don't know if you read about this earlier this week. The Lakers in the last five years have had three different head athletic trainers and three different strength and conditioning coaches, and they've been you know, rotating people in and out of their, their public relations department. They just had a guy leave who came to the Lakers during the season from the San Diego Padres, and then just recently resigned and left and went back to the San Diego Padres. So all of these behind-the-scenes oh, organizational things, yeah. these are things I never really hear about until a season like this that turns into these kinds of reports of dysfunction. Well, I'll just wait for the for the Netflix show. <laughs> what, yeah, right. Yeah, I'll are wait watching, for this episode, the LeBron years. Are you watching Winning Time on Oh, on man, I can't get enough. Isn't it great? Oh, my gosh. It's crazy because some of these people are still alive. Oh, dude, listen, Jerry West, just using him as an example. Yeah. Like, I honestly think that he plans to sue them. You think so? Because of his portrayal in this show. Yeah, I do. Can you do that? Can you sue someone for how you're portrayed? I don't know how, but there's got to be a lawyer out there somewhere that would easily take this thing on. If you're Jerry West, you go, hey, look, that is not who I am. That is not who I was. They have completely mischaracterized me. I wouldn't do that. Because they they may line up the other side with 80 people saying, yeah, that was you. (laughs) That's exactly how you were. From what I'm told, okay, (laughs) from what I'm told, I have a a really close friend who's really close friends with Jerry. I was actually trying to get him on this week. And somebody told me, they go, he's busy with lawyers. He don't want to talk to you right now. Like, I really think that Jerry West is going to go after. I don't know this is a fact. I'm I'm just saying that I think Jerry West is so upset at the way he's being portrayed that I think he's going to try and do something. I don't know what he can really do. They just renewed the show for another season. I, I heard they're going to do the Kobe Shaq years. Oh, I haven't heard that. That's that's what I heard. They're going to move on to the next episode or whatever. But, yeah. Um, is that defamation? 
I don't of know. character? I don't know if it is. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would, that's what you'd probably go and try and prove in court somehow. Well, I know, like, you've, you've seen Remember the Titans, right? Of course, yeah. Uh, Herman Moon wasn't the way Denzel portrayed him to be, or at least uh-huh. that's what people around him said. So, uh-huh. you know, it's a movie. Mm-hmm. The Kurt Warner story is truncated a little bit. So it's just the way the... That's the way Hollywood works. I don't but, know. But to your point, these are real people that yeah. are still alive. I know. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. But I, it, I'm it, sorry, Mr. You know, Mr. Logo. That show is great. It is great. <laughs> yeah. It is awesome. Listen, if I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I didn't love what the episode a couple uh, two weeks ago, you know, where they made him seem so aloof yeah. and not really a team guy um, who eventually comes around when Magic gets in his face. If I'm Magic, um, yeah, I've got my own documentary coming out on Apple, but if I'm Magic... I'm not exactly sitting at home with my wife going, hey, babe, winning time's on. Let's watch because the scenes of magic. Right. No doubt. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. But, you know, if you did own the Lakers, I, I, would Frank Vogel be your guy that got fired or what would you do? Well, I definitely um, feel because like. Because it's a mess. I didn't know about the training, the, the trainers and the strength coaches. You yeah. Know, I, when you I keep know... changing voices uh-huh. in the room, it's going to be a mess. Right. Right. See, I think that's the thing that's very underestimated is, hey, look, when you have a strength coach, when you're going through three strength coaches in five years, that means that not one guy has been able to institute a game plan that these players all understand. This is what we do here. And the same thing goes for a head athletic trainer. Like, you worry about injuries and the health status of your players. Well, if you're constantly changing, changing out your trainers, that that seems to contribute to to longer injuries, I would think. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you know, we give credit to Matthew Stafford. You give credit to Aaron Donald. You give credit to Sean McVay. You should actually give credit to Reggie Scott, the Rams trainer. He's the guy that's been most influential in all this winning that's been going on, keeping guys healthy. One consistent voice as your your trainer. So important to sports. I didn't know they were changing, changing out strength coaches and head trainers and whatnot. That's that's crazy. No wonder it's dysfunctional right now. Yeah, and, and you know, you ask about Frank Vogel. I mean, look, I felt really bad for Frank Vogel, but I, I also think this. For whatever reason, the players look at a guy like him and they say, you know what? He doesn't have a playing career that I know about like a Jason Kidd would have or a Doc Rivers would have, just as an example. And by the way, you know, listen, Greg Popovich didn't have that either. Uh, but I just feel like these players today, they look at a guy like Vogel and they're like, yeah, all right, I don't really respect what you're saying. I'm not buying what you're selling. Uh, we're losing, so it's just, you know, things are getting worse. And I just don't know that he would have ever been able to take over the locker room again, given what happened this year. So he hmm. was scapegoated, but and I don't think it was fair to him. Doesn't mean he's a bad coach, but got himself caught in a bad situation. What would you do? Well, I've seen coaches that have lost the room uh, mm-hmm. when I was playing for them or when I was covering the team, the Rams. I saw when, and I hate to say this publicly, when Scott Linehan lost the football team. I can remember the day in training camp where he lost the team. He's in the middle. He's trying to give a speech, and it went on too long. He said too much, and you can see players tuning him out. Uh, I was in a room where we, the, the coach, as he's speaking, he lost us. You know, Frank Vogel, to me, maybe you need to throw a chair like Bobby Knight. You need to grab their attention. It it seems like maybe they are tuning you out. Well, that's your fault as a coach. That's your failing as a coach. But it's tough to be a coach in the NBA. It's even tougher to be here in Los Angeles when you're not winning. And LeBron's on your team. Yeah, and and this year in particular, because I know we haven't talked since, since, you know, before the Super Bowl. You haven't been on the air here. Um, You know, nobody could have seen – that it would be this bad. I mean, listen, there were people that thought, I don't know if Russell Westbrook 
is the right fit from an attitude, you know, chemistry in the locker room. I don't know if, if it's the right fit, but he's such a talented athlete. I'm sure playing with LeBron, they're going to find a way to make it work. And literally with like 10 or 12 games left in the season when they just, they look so bad and guys were hurt and nothing was going right. There still was this like expectation that they were going to at least at the very worst, they're going to be in the play-in. And then just everything fell apart at the very end. Were you shocked? A, a little bit. I think the only thing that took a hit was LeBron's legacy because we, if you listen to the experts and even the casuals, you kind of knew this was a bad fit with Russ. But you were hoping that LeBron's greatness could kind of make this work, and it didn't. And not only did it not work, it was a disaster. So I think the worst thing about it is LeBron's brand took a slight hit. That's it. But there's no way you thought this thing was actually going to work. Even when we did shows, we were on the fence. We were trying to be positive, but th- there's no way this is going to work. Yeah, and I sure know. enough, it did. Yeah. Didn't Russell Westbrook lead the Lakers in, like, minutes? He was second on the team in scoring. And the guy, he did he did what Russ does. It's just it does not work with anyone else, especially this group of guys. Yeah, I mean, he, the guy puts up numbers, and he's available. I mean, he, he's healthy, he's available, but he just, for whatever reason, does not, has not played a winning brand of basketball. And every time I say that, Sedano reminds me, well, you know, he did have a team kind of into the playoffs a few years ago down in, in you know, Oklahoma City, and I'm like, or Houston even. I'm like, yeah, but they weren't in the conference finals. They didn't sniff a championship. He puts up numbers. He doesn't win. By the way, that's the exact same thing we said about Matthew Stafford until this past year. Right. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine Detroit? Oh. Detroit. The Detroit Lions are being compared to the L.A. Lakers. Wow. Terrible. <laughs> All right, we'll get, we'll get to the uh, the additions that the Rams have made to their coaching staff. It's something I wanted to ask you about before we get out of here today. But coming up next, it is time for Big Deal or No Deal here on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, it is time for Big Deal or No Deal here on Sedano and Cap. DeMarco is in for Sedano. Funch is in for Lindsay. And here we go. Time for Big Deal or No Deal. All right, guys. Word out of USC is that their possible first-round pick wide receiver Drake London He's viewed as a top 15 pick, will not run a 40-yard dash for scouts or anyone else. He's coming off a broken foot, and the one question mark he has with him is his lack of ability is to separate. That's his one question mark. Now, being that you two are former NFLers, one is a Super Bowl champion in DeMarco, is London not running a 40 in front of scouts a big deal or no deal cap? 
I'm going to call it a big deal because this is the metric that the NFL uses to determine speed. I mean, that's everybody runs it. Offensive linemen run it, and they run it in a 5.0 or under a 5.0. People are like, wow, that guy can move. Um, when you're a wide receiver, you need to be in that high 4.3, low 4.4 range. Now, he's coming off an injury, so I can understand that. But And maybe he's being told that he's got enough clout or he's done enough in his career to warrant being a top 15 pick, which seems to be you know what everybody's talking about. But without running the 40-yard dash, he, he could theoretically hurt his draft status by not running it, and he might also hurt his draft status by running it. So I'm going to say big deal here because you're kind of caught in the middle. What do you say, DeMarco? I'm going to say big deal like you, but for the last thing you said, if he's not running, there's a reason why, which means he's probably not healthy enough to run right now in April. That doesn't mean by September he's not going to be fine. But, the, look, we knew the guy wasn't a blazer. He's not tight uh, Tariq Hill, right? And he's a top 15 guy. So all you can do is hurt yourself at this point. So – I'll say it's a big deal, but not because of draft stock. It's a big deal because he doesn't want to show where he is physically right now. I've been reading like some of the NFL draft websites and stuff like that. They're saying this guy might be the best wide receiver, wide receiver prospect to come out in years. Of SC or just period? Period. Okay. Well, that's what I mean. And this is without blazing speed. So, you know, if you're not healthy enough to run, you know this, Cap. He goes out there and runs a 4.8. Oh, dude! <laughs> exactly, exactly, dude, dude. He might he, he'll be playing this Saturday in the in the USFL. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right, so you know, if you're not ready to run at top speed, then just don't run right now. You know, it's interesting that he's uh, that he's considered to be such a great prospect, considering this is a class this year. Not that I'm like Mr. Draftnik or not that I'm Mel Kiper, but seriously, like all the reports are, there are so many top-level, first-round caliber wide-receiving prospects. I did hear that, uh, but I read it through the lens of there won't be any first-round running backs, and I think that's sad. But that's how much the game has changed now. It's all about the receivers. You know, you shake a tree, I mean, nine receivers take, fall would out. Would you take a running back in the first round now? It like, depends you, on who he is. It depends on who he is and what he can do. I mean, the last one was like Saquon Barkley, like the very last one that was high, and look how he is now. Look I, what he's doing now. I mean, generally speaking, probably not, but if you saw – if uh, what's his name all day? Adrian Peterson was coming mm-hmm. out of Oklahoma. The way he played at Oklahoma when he was there, of course you'd take him. You know, Todd Gurley went with a blow knee. Uh, when you said this, I remember – Remember Willis McGahee? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. When they when he ran his first forty yeah. publicly and he had the 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 hitch in his giddy up and he still went in the first round. You know yeah. what I mean? That's right. Yeah. yeah so I mean, it depends on who the guy is. He like in a bowl game or something. Yeah. It depends yeah, it on who the, the guy is. I want to say it was in the Rose Bowl against Ohio State. I, I think you might be right. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's just it. You know, Funch. It's a good question though. Do you nowadays? Would you really take a running back in the first round when you see so many successful running backs around the NFL that are not first-round picks? Look at a guy like Austin Eckler from the Chargers, undrafted free agent from a Division II school that you've never heard of in Colorado, and he supplants a guy like Melvin Gordon, who was a first-round pick and a Heisman Trophy finalist and all these other kinds of things at a school like Wisconsin. So an undrafted free agent makes a first-round pick expendable. No, where did King Henry go? Ooh, uh, Alabama. No, was he a first rounder? Oh, I think he might have been. I'm not sure. 
But Ooh, if you see a guy like him, if he's a can't miss prospect, then absolutely. Second rounder. Second rounder. Okay. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. All right, Funch, what's next? All right, guys, let me uh, just get to uh, my uh, page right here. Th- All right, Vince Scully will be getting a Lifetime Achievement Award from Baseball Digest, and everyone knows about his Hall of Fame career spanning from 1950 to 2016. Now, just listen at the Kurt Gibson home run here. The game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! So gives me goosebumps every time mm-hmm. I hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, I have to say, if there's one guy to narrate my life story, it has to be Mr. Vince Scully. Now, big deal, no deal, Vince Scully has the one guy to narrate your life story, DeMarco. Oh, big deal. Come on, man. He's the soundtrack of your life. You know, those, those songs we've been playing are songs you hear that put you right back, you know, where you were the first time you, you hear it. You can taste the food you were eating or... Smell the ocean the first time. You, same with Ben Scully. That, that definitely a, a big deal. I wish I could. I wish I did. I would do the same for a person like John Madden because it's the same for me. Hearing that voice, that is football to me. So Ben Scully doing the soundtrack of your life, absolutely. That's a big deal. But do I have to choose Vin Scully as the person who narrates no, the soundtrack no, of my whatever, life? You can pick whoever you want. See, I'm torn on this one, DeMarco. I mean, I think about some legendary people like Dick Emberg, who I loved. Rest in peace. God bless. Um, I think about Jim Nance. And I have to decide, do I want basketball Nance or do I want Masters Golf Nance? Ooh. I think I want Golf Nance. <laughs> Welcome to the Masters. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hello, friends. Um, I think about who I would want to narrate the story of my life. And while Vin Scully's up there, I don't know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of choices out there. John Madden can talk about the sweat I'll, on somebody's butt. I'll give butt you non-sports too. I'll give you non-sports. Who? I'll say James Earl Jones. Oh, then Morgan Freeman. Morgan then. Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan Freeman doing the story of my life would be awesome. These are all great ideas. Well, Vin Scully, what is the award that he's getting, Bunch? He's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award from Baseball Digest, which is the second Lifetime Achievement Award given out. Uh, the first one was given out to Willie Mays. So wow. He's in, oh, wow. You know, heavy company right there. Wow. All right. What do you got? You got? You got another one? Nope, that's all I got. That's it. That's it. That's the end of Big Deal or No Deal. Sorry, man. No, it's all right. That's the end of Big Deal or No Deal. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it a big deal or no deal that I called the woman a gold digger? Oh, that's a big deal. (laughs) Never letting you forget that. (laughs) And then 15 minutes later doing the same thing. (laughs) Hey, no, I'm not. Do not know. You're right. It wasn't 15 minutes. It was like seven. First of all, (laughs) not the same thing. Not the same thing. Just putting that out there. Who'd you grow up on, Cap? Well, I again, I kind of think of like um, I, I'm trying to think of who I hear as a young kid. I mean, I mentioned Dick Emberg to me as a kid growing up. Those that was one of the voices of of my childhood when it came to sports was yeah. Dick Emberg. You know? Yeah, yeah. Remember uh, at, at Keith Jackson? Oh, I loved Keith Jackson. Uh, it, it was the coolest thing when I got home, and this is one of our Rose Bowls. I think it's the one before the national championship, so 1990. Mm-hmm. Whoa, those Huskies sure can run, and he said my name. And it was the coolest thing ever. You know, I'm like, I have made it. I've arrived. Keith Jackson just said my name. Yeah. Same with Madden. So, yeah, absolutely. Those guys 
were like the soundtrack of my life. I was listening to them, and then they became the guys that were calling the games I was in. Yeah, isn't that cool? Uh, for yes. me, I'm a little, bit, a little bit younger than you guys, but Bob Costas is a guy for me, too. Wow. Have you ever seen Bob Costas make a mistake? No, not at all. Cap? Can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, the only thing I could ever think of Bob Costas ever doing on television that wasn't like, you know, as as professional and as perfect as could be. Do you remember one time he was covering the Olympics for NBC and he had, I think, pink eye? Yeah. And his oh, yeah. eyes were like just on fire bright red, <laughs> you know? And that's like the only time I can ever remember Bob Costas not just being perfect. You know, right. God, I hate you. You're so perfect. Yeah. Make a mistake, please. Tell you though, Jim Nance, Jim Nance mm. to to narrate the story of my life is a pretty good voice. Wow, I like I like your call about the Masters Nance. Yeah, right. There's a difference. There's a difference between Masters Nance, NFL Nance, college basketball Nance. It's a different Nance. You just kind of sit up straight when he starts talking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hello, friends. I'm here to tell you today about the life of Demarco Farr. <laughs> Makes me want to put on a tie. all right coming up demarco we've talked about some of the changes that rams fans can see when they've added to the roster itself but there's a lot of things that have happened to this coaching staff i want to ask you about and then we're going to get on out of here get on with the weekend we're going to enjoy passover coachella easter and everything and then we'll all be back on monday stick around we're going to wrap it up for the week coming up on sedano and cap on 710 espn Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, almost time for the weekend, everybody. Hope you all had a great week, productive. And now, for those of you that get to chill out for a couple of days, enjoy. DeMarco Farr is in for Sedano on Sedano and Cap here on 710. Hey, hey, DeMarco, let me just get your opinion on a couple of things before we get out of here. So we've all talked about what the Rams have going on now and, you know, additions at wide receiver and I think the biggest story has probably been Bobby Wagner, the acquisition of Bobby Wagner from Seattle. I mean, an all-pro player, a Super Bowl champion. But a lot of changes to the coaching staff, DeMarco. What do you make of what has happened? Because every year, and in particular this year, a Super Bowl championship, offensive coordinators get plucked from the Sean McVay staff. So here comes here comes some new coaches. And goodbye, Kevin O'Connell. You know, it's, it comes with the territory. I mean, when you win in the NFL, you're going to get poached. And guys want jobs. Uh, you either want to be a coordinator or you want to move up the ladder as an assistant coach or become a coordinator, then head coach. Sometimes that's not going to happen. The door is closed here with Sean McVay. So you know you're only going to get so far. So you come here, you, you help him win, you get a head coaching job. That's what happened to Kevin O'Connell. Same with Coach Evero. Uh, I'm so happy for him. Secondary coach, uh, he was the safeties coach. He moved into the passing game coordinator on defense. Now he's going to be the D coordinator in in Denver. So happy. So uh, same with Marcus Dixon. I think he did a fantastic job being the assistant D line coach uh, with Eric Henderson on this this defensive line. Uh, Besides Aaron Donald, guys got better. 
So the fact that he can leave here and go to Denver and become the the guy, the defensive line coach there, I think is fantastic. But it comes with the territory, man. When you win championships, uh, they're going to come poaching. So it's something that Sean McVay understands. Uh, he encourages, and he's ready for. So there are a lot of people, players and coaches, that want to come here and play and work under McVay. So you know if you win, you're going to lose guys. But there's a list of people a mile long that are ready to fill those jobs. So same with the Rams right now. Yeah, I mean, if you are a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator and you can work for Sean McVay in one year, maybe two, you can have a head coaching job. I mean, Kevin O'Connell has elevated through the ranks very quickly, as McVay did. Uh, Brandon Staley. Um, and there are other guys before those guys. I mean, you think about uh, coaching in uh, Cincinnati. You think about the guy up in Green Bay. I mean, these are all Sean McVay disciples. And McVay's not even 40 years old. I know. I, look, look, I keep telling you this before. Uh, these gurus, these young guys like Sean McVay, the, the, young, uh, the, the young head coaches that are winning right now, you could call them masters of offense. They're really masters of defense. I mean, they absolutely know what the defense is trying to do and what the concepts are and how to beat it. Uh, so that's, I think, the rub you get from from being with Sean McVay. He understands how to break down defense, how to man- manipulate, and how to get the ball to spots to, you know, to where it needs to be. So uh, you come here, you learn that, you take a part of your offense and integrate that with his, and then you you, you run your own ship with your own guys. But, yeah, I mean, this is the place to be if you want to learn offensive football. I don't know much about Liam Cohen the new offensive coordinator. I don't know if you know much about him, but I do recall reading that he had worked under McVay yes. for a short period of time as maybe a position coach, like a wide receiver coach or something like that. He was here before, and this is so funny. What game was that? It might have been the San Francisco game, uh, week 18, because it was kind of it was amped up, but it was still a regular season. It wasn't playoff crazy. And I saw him on the sidelines, and I actually thought he was Kellen Clemens. Uh, a former Rams quarterback, and I kept looking at him, and every time we made eye contact, he would look away. And then somebody told me, that's actually Liam. I'm like, oh, the coach. Wait, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's why he kept looking away. You know, I mean, there was a possibility he could come back, and here he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously by that time, everybody kind of knew that O'Connell was, yeah. was you know, possibly going to be taking off. Listen, I think Kevin O'Connell – who's a kid who I've known since you know he was in high school, watched him play his college career, um, worked with him in radio when he was trying to figure out what he was planning on doing, and then he got into coaching, and, and he's elevated to now. But to, to go to the Minnesota Vikings, he, he, I think he's walked into a pretty solid situation. Absolutely. Dalvin Cook, uh, Jefferson, the receiver. Uh, what do you think of Kirk Cousins? Um, Kirk Cousins is what Matthew Stafford was before he won a Super Bowl, my opinion. Whoa. Matthew Stafford, come on now, that's serious arm talent. But well, I see where you're going. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, an arm talent. He's not aside, horrible. Yeah, no, yeah. I, right. I think statistically speaking is what I'm trying to say. I got you. Um, I think he's got, I think he's got some room to work. I really do. I think he's got a great foundation, and I think he's got the energy, the ju- the juice that Sean McVay has. Watching him on the sideline, watching him on, uh, around the practice field, around the players, he, he has the same enthusiasm for the game and. He just learned under Sean McVay. So, yeah, that buzz coming in, they just rolled out the red carpet. He could get Minnesota going in the right direction. Yeah, I'm excited for the guy. I yeah. mean, I really am. I'm, listen, you you know, Funch has said it a couple times here today, DeMarco. Well, you know, I'm younger than you guys are. That, when you start to see a guy, because you were mentioning all the Rams coaches that, that have now gone to Denver, Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, this guy, when I'm in college, 
His father's our head coach, and he's like an 8- to 10-year-old little ball boy. No way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And now the ball boy is the head coach of the Broncos. It's crazy, right? It happens. Dude, I know. I thought the Rams were nuts when they hired McVay. And I talked to Marshall. Marshall told me, and I'll never forget the line, if you wait until he's ready, you won't be able to afford him. And he was right on point. So sometimes you just got to pull the trigger on the young guys. Yeah. Wow. Hey, listen, uh, it, it's fun, though, to, to just talk a little bit of football because we've just gotten done with so much basketball and drama with the Lakers. So last thing from me, DeMarco, Vaughn Miller out, and I can't blame him for taking that kind of money from a team like Buffalo who is on the verge of maybe making a Super Bowl run. Um, so I can't I can't really fault Vaughn Miller, although I was surprised. But even though Bobby Wagner doesn't play the same position, what do you think about essentially replacing one Super Bowl champion with another? Well, I'm surprised at Buffalo. I'm like, I just want to say, you know, that's a lot of money, and Vaughn's good, but you do know he played next to Aaron last year, right? So we'll see how that works out. But Bobby Wagner here, I'm still trying to see how that fits. Not like Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. But I am still trying to see if, really, but I'm trying to see how they're going to use him, how Raheem Morris wants to use him. Is he a three-down linebacker or first and second down, and you pull him out on third? Because I thought that was the issue in Seattle with him on third down. He wasn't as good against the pass is what you're saying? He's a cement truck at at linebacker. I mean, he's he's a guy you don't want to run into as a running back on first and ten. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in, in third and long situations, I know Sean McVay targeted him. You get backs on him, you get tight ends on him, you try to out-athlete him. But on first and ten, he's a murderer. Yeah, wow. Uh, DeMarco, tell me this uh, as we get ready to get out of here. First of all, great job, and it's great to be with you again. Yes. What do you got going on this weekend? Anything? You I got, got a coach softballs? tomorrow. Yeah, we take on the Snow Leopards tomorrow. Oh, the yeah. Snow Leopards are toast. Yeah, I hope so. We don't keep score. We don't do wins and losses. But if you ask me, we're undefeated, and I like to keep it that way. Our yeah. girls work hard. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow. All right, so softball coaching. Uh, Laura, what do we got going on? Anything cooking this weekend? Um, just hanging out with friends, you know, nothing crazy. So Dodger game tonight? Dodger game tonight, movie night with friends tomorrow, mm-hmm. church on Sunday, finally I can go to one, and then Easter. work. Yeah, just work, man. That's You know I don't have days off. Mm, no days off. You're like nope. Bill Belichick. No days off. No days off. I just Funch, want his any, money. Funch, anything fun? I'm trying, I'm trying to get out of a, re- a rehearsal dinner tomorrow. <laughs> my... Uh, my fiance's friend's getting married. She's having a rehearsal done tomorrow, and I'm trying to get out of it. I don't why, know why, why are you trying to get out? I don't know. I just don't want to go. I don't want to go. You can't announce to the world you're trying to get out well, of it. She, she's not listening. She you can't announce garbage. to the world you're trying to get out of it. Well, it's not my rehearsal dinner. It's someone else's rehearsal dinner. Right. So, but wait a second. This is your girl, your fiance's friend. Yeah. She's are not you? That, would she, you call yourself friends with the fiance's friend? I am, but she's not that good of a friend. Okay. So you don't want to go. Yeah, I still want to go. Man up like Cap. Put the chin out, like you said, Cap. Right. Put the yeah. chin out. Chin Walk up, confident. Look down. Hey, listen. <laughs> my, my girlfriend. My girlfriend was supposed to come with me tomorrow to a Passover seder in Temecula, and she looked at me yesterday and she goes, "Listen, are you going to be really offended if I tell you I don't want to go?" She goes, "Look, number one, a, I'm not Jewish. Uh, B, I'm not religious." C, I don't really care about the holiday. And D, my girlfriends are having a party that I want to go to. I'm like, do your thing, girl. Do your thing. Do it. Yeah. All right, well, Hasten, uh, Funch, great job today. Really Thank appreciate you, it. We'll look forward to working with you next week. Laura, always phenomenal work. And DeMarco, we love having you, man. So anytime. This is no, my, that is true. This is my bishpeka. No, Mishbucha. Mishbucha. There mishbucha. it is. <laughs> hey, to all the 710 listeners, what a great week. We appreciate all you guys. Thanks so much for being here. Until Monday.